Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Norhadi House and we have a very special guest today, uh, Kwame Christian. He is an expert in negotiation and conflict resolutions. Kwame also serves as director at the American Negotiation Institute and a business lawyer at Carlisle Patterns and Murphy. So thank you for joining us, Kwame, and welcome to Bichara Supply Chain. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. All right. So today's topic is a conflict resolution in supply chain management. But uh, before that, can you please brief a bit about yourself and your professional background? Yeah. So I'm a business lawyer by trade. I do contract negotiations, acquisitions, and those type of things. Um, but I'm also the director of the American Negotiation Institute, where I do negotiation and conflict resolution trainings. And a lot of my clients are in the procurement supply chain world because, of course, you all are negotiating all the time. And I'm also the um, the host of the top-ranked negotiation podcast in the world, Negotiate Anything. And I have a book called Finding Confidence in Conflict. Mm-hmm. All right, so I would like to start these questions uh, where uh, naturally supply chain is grown for the conflict, Kwame. Its function has their own perspective, right? For example, uh, procurement has their own perspective, sales also has their own perspective, and et cetera. So as a conflict resolution expert, how do you see these facts? Yeah, the, the, thing, the, the reality is conflict is everywhere. Conflict right. is everywhere, yeah. and um, it's going to be a major part of what you do in any capacity of your role. So when you think about the external negotiations that you're having in the sales and procurement realm, there's going to be conflict embedded within that because there are going to be times where your interests are conflicting with the other side, and that can create tension. But something that I think people often overlook is the reality mm-hmm. that conflict also exists within our own ranks, inside of our own companies, with the people on our team. And I think those are the conflicts actually that are most important, but most overlooked, because the same types of conflict resolution techniques that you can use with a high level business negotiation are the exact same types you can use when you're resolving conflicts with your teammates as well. Mm-hmm. And why is a formal a process for a conflict resolution required in the context of supply chain? I think it's important and required because it, it brings order to the situation. And so if we're in the context of an external negotiation, it's going to be important for us to, to actually make sure that the other side knows, hey, we're setting down and we're going to have a conversation to resolve these specific issues. And then we can have a process where everybody's on the same page and knows what's coming. Um, and it keeps things a lot more organized. Um, similarly, within our own companies as well, we need to be a little bit more proactive with the conflicts that we're, expect, uh, that we're experiencing within our own ranks. And so once everybody understands, hey, hey, this is a conversation to try to resolve this conflict. These are the things we're going to talk about. This is our ultimate goal as a team, those type of things. It makes it a lot easier for us to overcome those challenges. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are the things that need to be considered when establishing a formal process for conflict resolutions? Well, the first thing is who's on the team? 
Who's okay. having the conversation? Yeah. So when you're, again, let's go external and internal. So externally, we have to understand who is the person who's leading the negotiation and also who are the other people on the team who are involved in the negotiation and what are their roles within the negotiation? I think that's a, an important thing. And that's something that could be negotiated amongst the team members. Who mm-hmm. should be saying what at what time? Because a lot of times where I've, I've seen uh, people come together and it might be five or six people on a team going into a negotiation. You have the, a, a few people in procurement, then you have the technical experts, maybe engineers or whoever it is who's buying the, who's actually going to utilize yep. the equipment. Um, and then they're disorganized when, when the conversation starts. Everybody's mm-hmm. talking at the same time. And so we need to recognize who's talking when, who has what role, mm-hmm. and then you could operate more effectively as a team. Mm-hmm. And do you recommend a win-win solution? Uh, so can you please elaborate a bit about this? Well, it depends. It, de- okay. it really depends. If we're talking internally, we are literally on the same team. <laughs> so okay. we, win-win makes more sense there because if we are the, the conflicts that we have internally, we all essentially want the same mm-hmm. thing ultimately The conflict is about how we get there. What's the process? What are the tactics that we use? Now, when it comes to our external negotiations in the Mm -hmm. sales and procurement Mm -hmm. context, we need to consider whether or not our goals are being met. That we need to start there. What are our interests? What do we hope to accomplish? And then what strategy is the best strategy to use going forward? The the problem with thinking about it only in terms of win-win is that If you think about negotiation in terms of win-win, but the other side thinks about negotiation in terms of win-lose, then you are going to bear the responsibility of agreement, which means that you are going to be more willing to make concessions. And as you give concessions to the other side, you're hoping that they're going to reciprocate. You're hoping mm-hmm. that they're going to give you something in return because that's the way the game is played in your mind. But if you're dealing with somebody who's win-lose, they're saying, I'm winning, you're losing. And so they take your concessions and then you expect them to give something back and then they don't. Right. And, right. and so you need to be willing to adjust depending on who's on the other side. So I think it really comes down to whether your goals are being met, what you need to accomplish, who's on the other side and which strategy gets you there faster. Mm-hmm. All right. So this will be my last uh, question on today's podcast. Uh, so uh, based on your experience, what are the most challenges in a managing a conflict? Uh, emotions. Emotions. That's really it. Managing emotions. That's the most difficult part. And that's why with my book, uh, Finding Confidence in Conflict, it focused really on those emotional negotiations. Because even when I teach um, different people like lawyers, procurement people, um, salespeople, I always start with conflict management first before I get to higher level techniques. Because if you don't manage the conflict and the emotions well, it doesn't matter what you do in the higher level of techniques because the relationship is too broken at that point. And so the simple approach that I use is called the compassionate curiosity framework. Mm-hmm. And so it has three steps. And step one is acknowledging and validating emotions. Step two is getting curious with compassion. And step three is joint problem solving. And so we're labeling the emotion in the first step and then giving them an opportunity to vent and calm down. And then we're, when we're getting curious with compassion, what we're doing is we're asking open-ended questions, but we're making sure that our tone doesn't sound too aggressive because then they'll get emotional again <laughs> and we have problems again. And then as we work through the problem, getting more information in step three with 
joint problem solving, we're inviting them into the process of figuring out what the solution should be. And so this is a collaborative conversation to figure out what we can do together to overcome the challenges. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So thanks for today's talk, Kwame. It was a really nice discussion. And I look forward to speaking with you at another time. My See pleasure. You. Thank you so Bye-bye. much for having me. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Vichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.